Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. Welcome to The Kindness Project, we talk about the nostalgic 90s, binge watching, and we're joined by Don from Do Me A Favour Buddy. Morning, morning, morning. Morning, morning. Morning, morning, morning. morning. <laughs> how many mornings are we going to do? Uh, keep going. Uh, morning, 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 morning. Morning, Charlotte morning. is just setting up the... Uh, uh, watch party on Facebook. Hope you're doing well this bright, sunny Tuesday morning. I'm joined by a girl who is slowly going through Disney Plus, Marvel movie by Marvel movie. It's yeah, we're on. We're on. It's Charlotte Dames. How are you today? I'm good, and I'm joined by a man who seems to take more Zoom calls than have actual conversations. It's Chris Dames. <laughs> I am doing a lot of Zoom at the minute, but we're also joined by a man who um, will have to go and get changed in a minute because we've worn the same outfit. Um, it's Don. How are you doing, Don? Hi there, hi there, guys. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks, mm-hmm. mate. Really good. So, just, just he can't see that I'm wearing the t-shirt that Don gave. Both he gave us both the t-shirt, didn't yeah. he? And Don is sporting the exact same t-shirt. And to be honest, and rather embarrassingly, pulling it off better than me. I'm quite sad about that. Well, I'm sure he's oh, not pulling oh. off the is it, the t-shirt. Is it that with situation where you go to a party and somebody's wearing the same dress as you. I know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's happened more often than not, mate, to be honest, so I'm, 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 I'm trying to avoid it. How are you today, Nick? Um, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on in your world? Oh, well, I'm uh, continuing writing. Yeah. So um, the book's coming along. I yeah. might need someone to proofread it to tell me if it's coming along nicely <laughs> or if it's just coming along. Yeah. Um, and I am trying to get through all the Marvel movies in order based on the content of the film, not when yeah, it was you're, made. You're, you're doing a weird thing. You're going through, um, you're going through them uh, chronologically, and not oh. when they were made. Um, so, so you're yes. you started with Captain America, didn't you? Yeah, Captain America: The Last Avenger, and then uh, Captain Marvel, yeah. and then. Th- uh, I think it was the first two Iron Man movies. Oh, I and see then, what you mean. Okay. Yeah. And then Thor, and then the first Avengers movie, and now I'm on the third Iron Man yeah. movie. Yeah, Don, Don's looking confused right now. But... No, no, no. I, I was actually working out in my head that, yeah, you're right. I mean, according to the time period that yeah. the film is set in, right? Yeah, because uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, is based in the Second World War, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then... Captain Marvel is set in 1995, and then from there on, it's 2010, yeah. and then 1995, the era of oh. dial-up. What's that noise? <laughs> the era of dial-up internet. Oh. Uh, you know what? I, you know what? I get quite. No- it's weird getting nostalgic about the sa- sound, but I get quite nostalgic. I don't know about you, Don, because we're a similar sort of age, aren't we? Yeah. Um, uh, I get nostalgic about the the sound a Commodore 64 used to make when it loaded games, and it was this weird screech. Do you remember that, Don? I do. This. Yeah. Eh, 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 eh. Thank That's you for that. 
more than accurate impression. Um, uh, the the screech it used to make and dial up internet used to do something similar. Charlotte's looking looking at me, going, she just yeah, hasn't got a call. I'd get more frustrated with the, the internet yeah. than I do now if it made that sound every time. What's your um, What's your favourite binge watch at the minute, Don? It's Ozark. It's Ozark. Uh, now, now I've heard good things about that. Tell us a little bit about that. Ozark is about a, a, a guy. I think he's like an accountant or financial. I think uh, he's a financial advisor, <laughs> which is a bit worrying. <laughs> but he's a really dodgy one, isn't he? And it, yeah, and he ends up money laundering for uh, this Mexican cartel. Can I just can I just say there are ethical financial planners and advisors <laughs> out there. That's not that's not like tar every financial planner with the same brush i mean there might be a few good ones <laughs> i've met them yet but there might be a few good ones yeah it's a, it's a bit like breaking bad and that you've got this kind of like um sort of regular guy that sort of turns into this kingpin of crime over a period of season but it's fascinating just to see how mathematical and methodical he um processes things okay and also just this kind of descent into sort of like uh yeah madness. and it's a slow like is it like breaking black bad where it's like step by step it's not like a immediate descent it, yeah, it just gets it, dragged it, it, into it yeah definitely and, and the tension between him and his wife as well is that kind of they've been pushed into a situation by circumstance yeah. and then they sort of gradually get to love it and actually you know go beyond where uh, the original premise so yeah i definitely recommend it it's, okay. it's mm. definitely a binge watch that's on netflix isn't it yes yes it is yeah oh cass is nodding in the background apparently she it's on her must watch list the one the one that i found yesterday and the one that inspired today's question of the podcast was julian mcdonald um uh has a YouTube channel called Jules Guides. Now, one of the things that I'm missing about lockdown is, and one of my favourite things to do, is just to wander around London, like spend a day wandering around London. Um, and um, it popped up on, on YouTube yesterday. I'd never seen the channel before. But Julian yeah. McDonald uh, and this and this website, uh, the, this YouTube channel, Jules Guides, just shares amazing facts like the about thing London. The, the Cleopatra's needle. Yeah, I mean I mean there was one little fact that I didn't know. Around Cleop on on the river, around Cleopatra's needle, all of the benches, um the sides of the benches they've all got cats on. They've all got Egyptian cats on. And it's you mean sphinxes. Sphinxes. Oh and camels. And camels. So yeah, just this. You know, you know when you you think you know a place, and then you realise you definitely don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that inspired this uh, today's question of the podcast, which is, what is your favourite part of your favourite big city, and why? And we've got some London ones, but we've also got some some really interesting answers from around the world. So mm. we look forward to sharing that. So. Hi to our listeners, hi uh, and viewers, hi to Steve and hi to Alan. Uh, if you wanted to answer the question, what is your favourite part of your favourite big city and why, that would be amazing. Um, Don, what's your answer to that question? Actually, I've got two. So um, I'm from a place called um, East Dulwich, South London. And there's this place called Ruskin Park. And I used to play there as a kid. I used to go and ride my bike 
as a kid and it's got this wonderful kind of um, podium in the middle of the park okay. I've got some really fond memories of just like you know just me on my bike like racing around that park and it's just got a very special meaning to me and I think my second Arsenal would be this place called Iporabira Park I think it's in um, it's in Sao Paulo in Brazil okay. and um, I've been there a couple of times so through work and off visit the friends and uh, it's just massive it's massive it's like a it's like a country within a country you know right and then you just have like people just like roller skating and um they're very very active the brazilians you know and uh, yeah it's just a really fun place to go so i definitely recommend both of those places once the lockdown finishes yeah i mean the one in brazil sounds good but i'm not going to for the river to be honest no. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your um, what's your answer? Please bear in mind that if you give an answer that is south of the river, I am not. What? What? I've got. You've got to have standards, Charlotte. You've got to have standards, and one of them is like, I'm not venturing too often south of the river. I've got, I mean, I go for Don. Clearly, mm-hmm. I definitely go for Don. But there, there's not that many people I go south of the river for. Where's your place? Favorite place in your um, favorite city in the world? There's not really like I don't know. Um, so I like London, but I always have a, th- a thing for like bookshops. So I'm I'm gonna say uh, that bookshop we went to when we went to Hay. That's one of my favourite oh, places yes. in the world. I mean, Hay and isn't just really creeks and Hay isn't really a city, is it? It's more of a no. But is it a village or is it a town? I'm not sure. I don't know. Have you been to Hay on Wye in Wales, Don? No, I, I've been to like Neath, Port Albert, Swansea, Cardiff, but never not Hay. Yeah, Charlotte and Charlotte and I went to the Hay Literary Festival a couple of years ago, um, and um, the village, the village of the town of Hay, is just full of bookshops. And there's this one particular oh. bookshop, isn't there? Yeah, and it kind of like it's got three floors, and one's underground, and then there's the middle one, and then you go upstairs, it's like loads of like old books and like and then there's just around the corner from that shop is a really funky ice cream place and they sell really funky flavours yeah no, I, I, like, I like that I mean my, I think I think London I, I'm really struggling to pick one place in London that I love um, uh, but I love walking in London one place I think I definitely go back to and has got really fond memories is where we were last year which is Tokyo Yes. Um, and um, wow. electric electric town in Tokyo is amazing, isn't it? Well, you remember that the first arcade we went into, and we went up the elevator, and we stepped out, and the first thing we Bishy saw... Bishy Bashy Challenge. Bishy Bashy Challenge. Oh, oh, there's, uh, have you ever heard of a game called Bishy uh, Bashy Challenge, yeah, Bishy, Dom? Bishy Bashy Challenge. Oh. Right, Google it. It's the best game ever. It's just amazing. Um, and uh, and we and it, we it was the first game we saw yeah. in the first uh, arcade and in then Tokyo, wasn't it? It was the drum game, mm. and you absolutely bossed that. Yeah, that was good. Um, so so I think Tokyo, Electric Town in Tokyo, I've got fond memories of. Um, and in London, I really struggle with that one. I like the city. I like. I mean, I like tall buildings. So I think Sky Garden for me is probably mm. oh, is, is nice. probably one of the one nice. of the one of the places I like. Um, and and yeah, it's 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 a it's a nice place. Um, you were going to share some random facts. Yeah, with well, us. I was I was googling um, while <laughs> you and Don were talking for random facts. So here's... what's your favourite random fact, Don? <laughs> 
random fact. Oh, I'll have to come back to that. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, number yeah. one, Superman didn't always fly. Really? <laughs> he looked so sad and disappointed. The original comic book <laughs> Superman could leap tall buildings in a single bound, but then he had to come right back down to Earth because he didn't fly. It wasn't until the 1940s when the animators decided for a new animated series decided it would be too difficult to routinely draw him bending his knees it was decidedly decided that Superman could take off into the air that's a good superhero <laughs> fact I, I, I like that a lot um, and so he, he couldn't originally fly he just yeah. bounced and the, and the reason is because of lazy animators yeah. I just I can't I can't do any more knee bending animation <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make he sure he flies now and Lies. Um, I want to move on to uh, uh, a regular slot in our show. Um, uh, and it, thank you again to Mr. Dave Forsdyke, mm-hmm. who shared uh, his silver linings with us again. Um, uh, so Dave's uh, silver linings are currently... Do you want to do the first one? Yep. Musicians can't go out and perform shows during the lockdown, so they're recording audio and video remotely and producing some fantastic results for us all to enjoy. Here's a few examples that have made me smile. And, and Dave's given us a few links to links from uh, the church it attends on a Sunday, the Emmanuel Church, the Refret of Choir, uh, the Studio Raps, and Retrotonic uh, with uh, Lean On Me, which is mm. uh, a really amazing song. Um, you know spring has definitely sprung when the bluebells appear. Yesterday I saw so many people posting pictures of bluebells on their Sunday walk. It was really uplifting. Here's a few from Walk in King's... And we'll put them in the show Road, notes. Including a very happy dog and a rather handsome fox. Yeah. I mean, I am seeing... I'm hearing a lot more birds when I go for my daily run. You know, it's it's been a bit yeah, more... Yeah, I mean, I've been wandering out further yeah. as well. What, so. are you, um, what are you doing to stay healthy, fit and healthy, Dom? Um, yeah, I'll go out for walks, um, yeah, home workout, um, yeah, try and dance around the flat. Oh, a bit of dancing, you can't, you can't beat a bit can't of dancing. Bit of, dancing. Um, what do you dance to? Oh, anything, anything, actually, um, yeah, I, I've been going through, like, a lot of old stuff, uh, like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and just, like, random modern stuff as well um kind of like hip-hop r&b and so yeah not just just anything just yeah i love i love exploring new music new music so so here's here's a fact like this is why i love that and it just reminded me actually here's why i love that um jules walk so he did one um he did a video based in soho and um, uh, it was um, I, I didn't know this so the first Tom Jones's first ever song like he got big with was It's Not Unusual and David Bowie Bowie and his band wrote apparently wrote It's Not Unusual wow and on the not on the not on the one that got released they were in Soho recording the the sort of demo track, the sample track, to see whether they the studio wanted it, and they didn't have a um, keyboard player, so they went to this bar um, in Soho and got a then unknown Reg Dwight out of the bar to play keyboard. Like literally went in and said, um, uh, "Can anybody play keyboard?" and managed to randomly before he was known get Elton John to uh, do the 
do the piano on the demo version of It's Not Unusual. I mean, that is an amazing fact, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and, and again, like, so facts like that are brilliant. Enough about that. I want to talk to the band. Enough about that nonsense. Um, I want to talk to Don about what he's up to. Now, I know you're... I mean, you're a friend of the show, Don. We love you, mm-hmm. the Kindness Project. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you so much to be back. Um, uh, and uh, what I want to do is share your story with our audience. Um, so tell us a little bit about you. So my name's Don. I'm from South London, um, born and raised. Um, I almost went into the <laughs> fresh pits of <laughs> Feel free. I mean, we love that. We love that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm genuinely feel free. I'm, I'm going to be disappointed there the if words. he does. I the playground. It's where I spend most of my day. Yeah. In the park, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, and actually, um, by my uh, professional background, I'm, um, I'm a medicinal chemist and a biopharmacist. So I've done like many years doing clinical research and... Um, but um, what I am mainly known for is the founder of this platform called Do Me A Favour Buddy. And what we do is we match people together on the platform to do <laughs> random acts of kindness. So neighbours helping neighbours, basically. And where did, where did that all start? Where did you come up with the idea? It happened really from a personal experience that I went through in that um, I basically received a, uh, a letter one day from the landlords uh, saying that my rent was going to be uh, raised and uh, I couldn't afford to pay and I was going to be made um, yeah, homeless basically in a matter of weeks and it was really crazy because I, I just really didn't know what to do um, and um, just by chance um, basically a stranger you know, he's become a really good friend now, heard about this and actually helped me find uh, a new flat to live in. And um, it was just unbelievable. It was really one of these just kind of chance things that he'd heard from another person who'd heard from another person and basically got, you know, got to him and then he just decided to reach out to me and um, basically helped me find a place to live. I, I, I can't explain it any more than that. It was just really yeah. amazing. And then, um, once he did do that, I mean, the only thing I could kind of thank him with was by cooking him a meal. Uh, so I invited him, you know, to be the first guest in the new flat. And I basically asked him, like, why did you help me? You know, why would you help a stranger like this? You know, and then he said to me very simply, you know, if I help you, you help me, everybody happy. And this just kind of resonated with me that, you know, I can kind of look at kindness as being something powerful. So I really kind of like um, spent a lot of time in like uh, self-reflection and just sort of trying to test it out by going out and seeing if I could just do acts of kindness and seeing how I felt and seeing how the impact that I had on other people's lives. And it just really changed my perspective. Yeah. I thought I wanted to democratize kindness in effect. So that's where the idea for Do Me A Favour Buddy came from. And um, tell me about how... Do me a favour, buddy. Works practically. So um, you can do two things. You can either offer an act of kindness, or you can request an act of kindness, and then um, you upload it to our system. And um, basically, other people that are part of the community can nominate themselves to do the act of kindness or receive the act of kindness. It gets done. You get these karma points, 
and you can exchange these karma points for actually, well, swanky t-shirts like this, you know, or, and we're hoping also in the future, you'll be able to do other things like uh, get discounts with local businesses. Um, so, I mean, of course, we don't want to have a system where people are just doing acts of kindness to get things, but we're hoping that this will be an incentive yeah. for some people that, that need that kind of uh, nudge. Yeah, it's, it's the gamification of it, and gamification yeah, can be a yes, bit of a motivator, exactly, can't exactly. it? So, 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 so that's good. Yeah. So, um, I know you recently got involved with promoting uh, "Do Me a Favor, Buddy" at music festivals. So, how did that? How did that go down? Oh, amazing! Absolutely amazing. So, we were invited to partner with this uh, festival called the We Out Here Festival, and it's organised by this uh, amazing. DJ, uh, presenter, just all around nice guy called Giles Peterson. And uh, he wanted to create a music festival that was kind of like world music, jazz, modern jazz. Um, um, but he wanted to have a very social element to it. So um, it's very family friendly for one. It also is really friendly towards causes and charities and things like this. So we partnered with him. And um, what we managed to do is actually um, find volunteers uh, that were going to help um, businesses such as Sleep Pod, who build shelters for refugees and homeless people. So we actually, during the festival, we did a number of things. So we got volunteers for Sleep Pod. We built 300 of these shelters for refugees and uh, homeless people. It was incredible. And then we also shot a mini documentary on kindness where we're collecting, we were collecting stories from people. And we're also matching people there at the festival to do acts of kindness. So you know, I need help building a tent or can somebody um, get me something from the shop? We found somebody, a place to live. And also, um, yeah, we just kept really busy just going around promoting kindness and we got some really good feedback and we were giving away like swag to people that did acts of kindness for each other. It was amazing. Love it. Such a good time. Absolutely love it. Sorry, did you have a question? No. Oh, you did have a question. No. I've got a question. Do you think music festivals are quite a good environment to promote kindness? Because everybody's happy, yeah. the sun's shining, you know. Yes. No, definitely, because people, I mean, you've got, people are, are in, confined, in a confined space. So, you know, and they have to interact and you've got the whole sort of, um, you know, um, senses of being you know around part of a community you know, and, right uh, i think people are just in a more happy mood to interact with each other we found that people were a lot more receptive than you know say like a, an experiment that we did once where you know we had a guy lifting a box on the street and we had like a hidden camera and we were just uh, waiting for people to come and help him before we sort of did a like flash mob but we found that like i think there we had like nine people out of 12 actually helped this person but just randomly asking people on the street for acts of kindness it can be a bit tricky it depends on the way that you approach people but at festivals you see people a lot more receptive yeah yeah so what what's going on with do me a favor favor buddy now that we're all in lockdown (laughs) oh well it's funny that you say that so we were changing the platform because we were going to concentrate more on festivals you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah. we were in touch with all these festivals even like Glastonbury to see whether we could help and uh, so of course the We Out Here Festival invited us to come back so this was all these things that we had in the works and of course the game's changed now a bit hasn't it Yeah, everything has just gone so um, 
we've actually concentrated on helping out within um, the crisis. So providing volunteers, having people looking out for each other. We did like flyers that people can hand out to their neighbors so um, they can look out for them in case they've been isolating or if they're lonely, if they need somebody to talk to or go shopping or provide medication. So we've been working on that aspect. And then also um, we're actually producing these bands, um, these kind of like silicone bands, like the Live Strong thing that was uh, popular years ago. And you can actually, when you're washing your hands, they change color. So um, it's a kind of reminder for you to wash your hands. And on them it says like, stay at home, uh, don't touch your face, um, be kind. So um, we're, we're releasing these bands in the next uh, few weeks or so. And we're hoping that, uh, well, definitely, that, uh, um, at least a third of the proceeds from the bands are going to go directly to um, um, the fight against the coronavirus. And also we're hoping to donate uh, a large number of these bands to sort of people um, that are highly at risk, um, maybe like abroad in poor countries or indigenous communities just to help them raise awareness as well because we're all all in this together at the moment yeah you know what it's really interesting how you know the the this like strange external threat has actually i mean we've had a conversation about this on the kindness project a few times has made in some ways people kinder to each other because we are literally all in it together right yes we are we are yeah how do we how do we maintain that feeling when this is all over? That's really that's really a good idea. I think I, I heard that Idris Elba was uh, proposing that we have like a kind of lockdown week each year to sort of commemorate um, uh, this. I think I think we just have to kind of build upon the relationships that we have now, and uh, hopefully. I mean, even if uh, we had a cure today, um, we'll still have to sort of adhere to social distancing. And, you know, um, so I think, you know, if we just, if we don't forget, we don't forget this time. We're all lucky. I mean, and, you know, unfortunately, some of us have lost people during this time. And I think it's the kind of wake up call for, for us really to say that, you know, life is so fleeting yeah. and we yeah. have to look out for each other. It's It's yeah. better that we do it that way than then we go back to the way that we we were before you know you know what 100 percent. that that reminder that time is our most precious commodity yeah. Yeah. is important yeah. isn't it even if we've been spending it recently watching mainly marvel movies perhaps we should perhaps we should spend a little bit more positively but i don't know um do you want to ask another question so what does the future hold for do me a favor buddy well, immediately, actually, we're also looking into whether we should feature contract tracing within our um, app so okay. to help people identify if they've been uh, exposed to the virus and also, um, you know, um, to give them advice on whether they need to seek help or isolate themselves. So we're looking into that at the moment uh, based off of the um, technology that's been made aw- uh, available by Singapore. Um, but I think... Yeah, actually, we're just going to really beef things up in terms of um, being able to match people to do acts of kindness and um, and just to make it as, as seamless as possible so that people don't have to think about it. Yeah. And, um, 
and just build upon this experience that we're experiencing at the moment to promote kindness and, and the world around us. And, and where can people find out more about the platform and more about the work you do? Well, um, I think mainly the platform itself, which is www.dmafb.me, and also follow us on Instagram, um, which is dmafbme. And uh, we've got lots of um, tips and um, different things that we do each day, promoting kindness. We're, we're really big on our memes and stuff like that, just to try and uh, keep people's spirits up. And also just, yeah, reach out to me if you've got any ideas and uh, or you'd like to collaborate or anything that you'd like to see on the uh, web platform itself. I'm, I'm completely open. Amazing. That was mm -hmm. brilliant as always. And I've got to say a personal thanks. You helped us out massively on the Kindness Project by interviewing us. For our 100th episode. For our 100th episode. So thanks yeah, for coming pleasure. down, yeah, helping us pleasure. out. Um, clearly, thanks for the best T-shirt in my wardrobe at the minute. I mean, to be to be fair, it's not difficult to be the best item of clothing um, in my wardrobe because some of my shirts are absolutely horrendous. Um, shirts, so rude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're 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 rocking quite a, quite a good shirt today. I quite I quite Thank like you. it. Thank you. Little flick of little flick of hair. I had it printed. Um, are we? Just just one quick random question. We were talking earlier about um, uh, haircuts. How are you getting on with... Have you like resorted to home barbering yet? Because I'm not there yet. Not yet, have but not? I will have to. I mean, it's a bit of a mess at the moment. It's a bit of a, a forest. So um, I, I, I think I'm going to have to invest in a, a pair of like uh, home clippers to... Yeah. Uh, Take it all off. Clear the wall off. Yeah. <laughs> clear the wall. <laughs> Right, so we've got some answers to uh, this week's question of the podcast. Uh, this week, today's question of the podcast. <laughs> still not used um, to it. Still not used to it. Um, and we've got some amazing answers. If you are watching live, there's still time to answer um, the question of the podcast, which is, what is the best part of the... What's the, your favourite part of your favourite city in the world? Hi to Des, Tracy, Mark, Simon, Jess, Brenda, Tina, Natasha, Jess, who are all watching. Hi, how you doing? I hope you're well. Feel free to answer. What's the favourite part of the, your favourite city in the world? Uh, Helen Westwood was the first one to answer this. Now, Helen um, is coming on one of my... Not like I've just got a business to run and like other stuff to do. But we've what we've done, Don, is started a live show for my business as well called Cervello Live. Say it like it's both. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chart is involved. She's head of... Tech. Head of tech, um, where we where we try and because I think uh, when this started, I thought one of the things that I could potentially help with is um, certainly why while people are going through some money worries, is to try and answer some financial concerns. So we launched Savello Live. We do it once a week. It's a Thursday morning show, and we've had guests from like accountancy, HR. Um, uh, we've got a will writer and a estate planner on tomorrow just to help people answer some of the practical financial questions they might go through at the minute. And Helen is going to be a guest on the show um, next week. Now, interestingly, the reason, I wanted, the reason I wanted Helen on is because she is um, uh, an award-winning teacher. 
Um, and she's a teacher who won awards for financial education. Hey, Don, you haven't got you haven't got any kids, have you? No. no. Yeah. Um, not yet, not yet. If you'd like to borrow a couple, just give me a shout. Um, but one of the one of the challenges I think of this situation is making sure you you're doing as much as you can to educate your kids. So Helen um, is going to come on the show next week and talk about how to educate kids in this environment generally but also it had to educate them about money more specifically and i for one need all the help i can get <laughs> so so that'll be that'll be a good show that'll be a good show um but helen said to us um orchard her favorite part of the city in uh, a favorite city in the world is all kid gardens in singapore i love all kids and it's such a magical place was lucky enough to take my mum there on the way to new zealand and uh, she enjoyed a Singapore sling in Raffles Hotel. It had to be done. Um, Charlotte said, Charlotte Richards on Twitter said, walking through the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin, worth it for the symboliz- symbolism of freedom. Symbolism. Symbolism. Um, uh, then we had Patrick Floyd who says, any city that has a medieval section so it's not all grids. You'll find fascinating books and corners, uh, and that's why I love the city of London, Edinburgh, York, Norwich, and Seville, to name a few. I, you know what I'd add to that list? Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik is a tiny little city, but definitely worth a visit. Um, oh, it's known for Game of Thrones, isn't it? it you know what? I did when I when I, it is known for Game of Thrones, and when I was over there, I did the Game of Thrones tour. And um, Cassie, Cassie wasn't into Game of Thrones at all. Uh-huh. Um, so she, she, there was on the on the day that we went, there was yeah. a food festival, um, okay. and literally I did my Game of Thrones tour, um, yeah. and apparently, Dubrovnik is a place where most of the population of Dubrovnik every day is tourists because not that many people live there but because of Game of Thrones and because it is beautiful I think about 10 million tourists visit Dubrovnik every year so most most people in Dubrovnik and um, I got back from my Game of Thrones tour Cassie said to me literally that this food festival was just like people were like grabbing all the food and the only thing she could grab was um, two burgers and quite a lot of wine um, which she'd managed to get halfway through by the time I got there. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble for telling that story. Let me tell you now, Don. The looks that I'm getting from the other side of the lounge aren't great. I've got to, I've got to be really careful about what stories I tell in the future. What other embarrassing stories could I... T- no, let's no, not even go there. Don't. Go there. Why? Um, anyway, um, Alison Haggard, what's your, um, what's your favourite... Like, have, you, have you been to Dubrovnik, Don? Yes, yes, um, and I, I did the tour as well, and it was interesting to see how, um, yeah, things that you see on the screen, and then like you're there in real life, you know, and you're going, like especially that place where the whole like the, the shame scene. Yeah, the steps. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you find yourself going shame, 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 <laughs> as you're walking down these steps. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I did, I did the walk of shame. They weren't happy about me getting naked, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> 
Alison, uh, I didn't. Uh, just to be clear, that was a joke. I didn't get naked in Dubrovnik. I hope not. It was actually Cassie after the wine. Alison, I'm in so much trouble. Alison Hagen said, Lawn 33 of the Royal Botanical Gardens in Sydney. It's where I got married, and it's got an amazing view of Sydney Opera House framed by the Harbour Bridge. That sounds incredible. Um, I haven't been to Sydney, but I, uh, it's certainly on, on, my, on my list. Have you been, Dom? No, not yet. That, that's definitely going on my list as well. Cool. Victor, Victor is definitely uh, picking London as his favourite city. And he says, Jeremy uh, Street, Burlington Arcade, Burlington, oh, nice. Burlington Birdie Statue, Faulkner's, just my kind of heaven, really. So, so yeah, the, that that's a part of London that um, that Victor really loves. Um, Sean, uh, uh, um, Sean's son, Sean Acton's son, said, "My son Liam said his favourite place is uh, Concert Square in Liverpool. Uh, Sean's favourite place, and one of my favourite places in London is Borough Market. I could wander around Borough Market yeah, all day." Nice. Yeah. On a Saturday, brilliant. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, we we've got a tradition in our family that New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm getting corrected. We always uh, go down Borough Market in the morning, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Amadeep Sims. Uh, Amadeep Sims kept it sing, simple. My home. Do I need to give a reason for it? Um, and uh, Justin Gaffney said London again from Tower Bridge to Westminster Bridge, uh, among the South Bank walkside at night, because it's beautiful, the lapping of old Mother Thames, I quite like that phrase, the magnificence of the architecture, and seeing across the river to the city and St Paul's, it just pers- personifies why London is the greatest I city I do like the, the South Bank. Yeah, South Bank's amazing, uh, absolutely amazing. Joe Treadgold said, South Queens Ferry, part of Edinburgh, particularly the Falls Bridge. Do you want to do a couple of Oh, uh, no, sure. Karina Murray, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Don't want to butcher anyone's name. I'm like, very. London people are diverse and not afraid of being different. In fact, if you don't like people different to you, you're you are the minority. That's my experience anyway. That's one of the things I love about London. It's so so diverse. It's um it's amazing. Uh, Sarah Robinson said St Catherine's Dock and walking along the South Bank. Oh. Mm. Wow. I do like the South Bank. Very nostalgic, yeah. Yeah. Hayley Balls said, what I love about London is that there's always normally something going on. The light festivals in the winter, the different sets of statues and things in the better weather. Me, Lauren Ball and John Cook went looking for the elephant statues. Yeah, uh, and there's always... Uh, we've there's done, always something Yeah, we, when you were younger, we did Paddington and stuff like that. That was... H- Hazel Grace went for... And again, apologies mm. for butchering this pronunciation. Uh, Bhutanath in Kathmandu, mm. one of the largest stupas in the world. In amongst the noise and chaos of Kathmandu, there is this peaceful place. Best times are first thing in the morning or at sunset. And I go there to chill and clear my head and just marvel at its beauty. Louise McNamee said, Camps Bay in Cape Town or anywhere in Havana. And Steve Stewart um, said, um, the home of football for him, uh, St James's Park in Newcastle. I was just thinking about um, 
when we were in Japan and we spent that day wandering around Tokyo and everywhere you went you could see the Godzilla statue. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 yeah there, there, there's a. There, I mean, Tokyo is mm. is amazing. This time last year, Charlotte. Do you, yeah. Do you remember yeah. the? Do you remember that sign? It was made entirely out of cogs and it kept spinning and spinning. And when it span back around, you could read the name of the shop. Yeah. I think. Brilliant. I think this time last year we were just about to get on a bullet train and and charlotte said to me i i, I got really excited about bullet trains like I, I i'm not normally a train geek i'm geeky about a lot of stuff but i'm not normally a train geek um and i said look at the amazing engineering that goes into bullet train and uh charlotte just looked at me and said calm down mate when we get home are you going to be looking at the 832 to crew in like in a loving light i was like no, the bullet train is amazing. I mean, the bullet train is amazing, right, Don? Back me up here, mate. Yeah, I mean, the technology is fascinating. How, how it's so uh, engineered and you know runs like clockwork. And and since being back, I haven't become a train spotter, so that's all good. Thank you for all your contributions to uh, this. Uh, yeah. I have one final. Now in the coffee. <laughs> we we on the on the on the live version of the kindness project Don we always finish with a joke from Charlotte get ready to be either impressed or massively underwhelmed are you ready I am I am I am I'm gearing up I'm ready okay why did the runner stop listening to music I don't know she broke too many records I don't know why you're clapping, Don. That definitely doesn't deserve a clap. Um, and on that note, my friends, we'll see you next time.